Okay. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of Warrior Connection. We've got an extremely important, very good program today. We're taking off. Gary Knoll has already had this fine gentleman on his own radio program, and so we're pre-recording this on Wednesday. This was done on Tuesday. And, ladies and gentlemen, it's our honor to bring Joseph Stillman together. Joseph Stillman is a historian, everything what you want to do. He's just completed a brand-new biography, a film on Ramsey Clark. Wow. I mean, Ramsey Clark is one of the legendary heroes in American history, extremely important from his long, long time ago, long before the Vietnam War, up until the current time. Joseph, welcome to Warrior Connection, sir. Well, thank you, Doug. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, I mean, you got started talking. Are you on a speakerphone or a direct line? Um, I'm on a direct line. Okay. Yeah, tell us that you started this program some time ago. You wanted to do a biography of Ramsey Clark, and tell us a little bit about it and what it's all involved, and who who is Ramsey Clark first? Okay, well, as you know, um, about five years ago, maybe seven years ago, I completed a film on a returning Iraq veteran named Jimmy Massey, and you were in that film, so I'm, I'm sure you're familiar with it. And... Um, I had been invited to screen that film up in the Catskills. I live in upstate New York. And they, the organization that asked me to screen it wanted me to bring Ramsey Clark with me because he was also in that film, and they wanted to honor him that night. So I drove three and a half hours to New York City, picked him up, brought him back. We screened the film, and at the end of uh, the screening at the Q&A, someone in the audience asked Ramsey, what he thought about the possibility of a nuclear war in this country might be. And he thought about it for a, a second or two, and he gave the most incredible um, explanation of how a horrific scenario like that might play out. And when he was done, that same person that asked the question said, it seems to me like you're not too optimistic about the future of the United States, to which Ramsey replied, quite the contrary, I'm an optimist. And without optimism, there is no hope. But I'm not just talking about the ramifications for the United States. I'm talking about the survival of mankind on the face of this planet as we know it. The survival of mankind on the face of this planet as we know it. And I'm sitting there next to him and thinking to myself, what an incredible man um, to have not only the um, insight into the past, but also the future. And um, I wonder if anybody had ever told his story. And, you know, we spent about eight hours of car time uh, going and coming back. And, and um, so on the way home, we talked about what he had said. And I learned that evening that Ramsey's late wife, Georgia, was from my hometown in Corpus Christi, Texas, and lived next door to my grandparents. Uh, and um, uh, we knew the family, but we did not know Ramsey and uh, Georgia because they were in in uh, New York and in Washington. So uh, um, we had that in common. And then when I just before I dropped him off, I said, "Ramsey, has anybody ever done a film in your life?" And he said, "No. Why would anyone want to?" Well, I came home um, that night and started to research all the things that Ramsey had done, and I realized 
that I had totally underestimated the depth and the breadth of his work. Because even though I was familiar with a lot of things that he had done, I had no idea uh, that um, his involvement with human rights, and obviously I, I was familiar with his work in civil rights, but I had no idea that it, that it encompassed practically all the world. And so I said, Ramsey, would you let me do a film on your life? And he said, he sort of hemmed and hard, and then eventually he said yes. And I think it was because... Georgia was from my hometown in Corpus Christi, but nonetheless, um, I set out to tell his most incredible story. And you know, this is a very difficult and complex film to to make. Um, Ramsey was involved in over a hundred uh, interventions all over the world that the U.S. has, has been involved with, and. Um, there, pro there probably isn't one that he's not touched at some point or another. Um, but um, so I started out uh, thinking that this was going to be a piece of cake. You know, it was going to be a pretty easy film to do uh, because he was a pretty high-profile person, and um, there were a lot of people that would also talk to me, I thought. And um, as it turned out, it, it, there were a lot of doors that were slammed in my face. And it was basically um, what I began to realize was that because um, Ramsey had spoken out against so many uh, different things, in particular against the, uh, the um, 2003 Iraq War. Of course, he was against the 91 invasion, obviously, and in particular the sanctions that killed, you know, half a million women and children uh, as well. But uh, in 2000, and I'm sorry, in 1991, when that war first began, the Gulf War, um, he went in with um, John Alpert, um, a famous um, journalist and, a, and an interpreter, and they went actually in Iraq during the course of that bombing in the first two weeks. And when he came back, he was basically considered persona non grata by the Bush administration and all the major um, uh, news affiliations. And it, it began um, really a, a, a strategic campaign to marginalize and to delegitimize anything that he had done. And, um, of course, if you're a person like Ramsey of uh, integrity and principle, and the name of the film, incidentally, is called Citizen Clark, A Life of Principle, you're not going to be phased by any sort of criticism or any kind of um, um, negative reaction to your work, because your mission, in his case, was to tell the truth and to expose the lies. Um, and so Ramsey was willing to pay the price for whatever negative, you know, um, press was said about him. And um, I found out in the course of this film, the film's narrated by Martin Sheen, and it has people like uh, Noam Chomsky and Ralph Nader and Frank Serpico and uh, Blaise Von Payne. And um, it goes, you know, there's, a, there's about 50 people in the film. It, it was shot in 22 states and three foreign countries over the course of six and a half years. As a matter of fact, it just opened um, three weeks ago in Los Angeles. Uh, but um, 
we um, it, it, it turned out I, I've been in the film business for 46 years, and um, I've done I don't know 15 feature films and about 150 other projects, and it turned out to be the biggest challenge of my career, and uh, certainly the most rewarding of anything I've ever done. But I think that the most important thing is that um, uh, in Ramsey Clark, we have a unique individual uh, who um, definitely made a mark on the history of this country by his actions. And um, he's one of a kind. Um, there's nobody, um, I think, that comes close to the work that, that he's done. And, um, and so, therefore, I'm... Um, very honored to be uh, the person that helped to tell his story uh, in this documentary. Well, when we look at we look at Ramsey Clark, I mean, it's totally fascinating. I mean, the gentleman is ninety years old now, over ninety years old. His father himself was an attorney, you know, attorney general in the United States. I mean, we're talking under President Harry Truman. So you got two, two a father and a son that took off and be attorney generals of the United States is totally incredible. But one thing that I learned from meeting and working with Ramsey over the years is his aspect for civil rights and what is right and standing up for the right of man is absolutely unwaverable. I mean, he is just that way. There's there's something unique about him, and I know when I was in his presence, in sitting in a courtroom, I mean he's up there leading leading the the defense for a trial, and the man pulls no punches, but the man is brilliant beyond imagination and clear as can be, and he's obviously out there for justice totally. Is there is there anything? Isn't that um, what guides him with the peace you know, and justice I think that and everything else? With, what's really as far right. as Ramsey was concerned with respect to um, his his attitude, you know, he 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 looked at um, humanity in general um, as everyone across the board was equal, uh, regardless of ethnicities, uh, religious affiliations, international boundaries. You know, Ramsey was just as concerned for uh, that person and. Pakistan uh, or Nicaragua, as he was, you know, a, a person living in Mobile, Alabama, you know, um, or, or, you know, Brownsville, Texas, um, and and it and it didn't matter um, uh, which injustice uh, was, uh, um, you know, forced upon. It, it was all about. Uh, human rights for Ramsey, and um, it's a uh, you know one of the things I learned was um, in the course of this film I probably know more about Ramsey than most people, um, but that you know his father when he was you know it goes back to really growing up as a as a young boy, uh, his father was a successful lawyer in a prestigious. Um, um, Dallas law firm, and uh, his father was the only member of that particular uh, group of lawyers that did pro bono work for African American and Mexican American families, and they were they would have conversations at the dinner table when Ramsey was growing up about the responsibility of um, 
lawyers to represent people who could not afford um, good representation or representation, period. You know, for someone that didn't have means to to be represented by a lawyer, that, that was, you know, something that was, uh, like, impossible. And so he felt that there was an obligation um, to help uh, people in need, and that was passed on to Ramsey. I, I never will uh, forget, uh, I spent, in the first year, I spent about 25 hours interviewing Ramsey. And uh, I asked him, you know, how, what, at what point did you become um, an activist, or when did you first realize that you had this responsibility? And, you know, when, when World War II um, came around, he, he tried to enlist when he was 13 years old, and they kicked him out or sent him home. And then he, he quit high school at age 17 and joined the Marine Corps. And by the time he got to the European theater, the war was winding down. But he took a job as a courier, a Marine courier, and he went to places like Warsaw and London and Moscow and uh, Berlin, and he saw the devastation of war and how it affected families and um, displaced peoples and how it had leveled cities and um, destroyed countries. And um, two years later, he gets reassigned to um, to uh, Latin America or South America, and he takes a, a steamer from Miami to the mouth of the Amazon. And he gets off this boat, and as it's docked, there are these massive piles of garbage and hundreds of people uh, going through the garbage, competing against vultures that were three feet high for food. And he takes a, um, a seaplane from the mouth of the Amazon all the way up and um, uh, gets out in Colombia and sees um, a mining community where um, poverty, the likes of which he's never seen before, was right there in his face. And by this point, he's about... 20 years old, uh, 21 actually, and he decides when he comes back to the States that he wants to make a difference in the world, and he ends up um, getting his uh, law degree or graduating from the University of Texas and then going to the University of Chicago and getting his law degree. And uh, about that time, uh, President Johnson, uh, or not Johnson, President Kennedy, after uh, a small stint as a, a lawyer with a, within a law firm, he he recognizes this young Texan as having potential to um, uh, to work in his in his cabinet. He invites him to work, and Ramsey says, "You know, I think I would be better off, or I could serve the country better if I worked in the lands division." And so he's appointed to the lands division of the Justice Department. And at that at that particular time, this is like uh, 1960 to 1965, um, when he's there, uh, the Justice Department or the Lands Division had 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 not settled a single land claim by Native Americans in the in its 50-year history, and uh, Ramsey 
when when Ramsey got there in the in the first five years, he settled seventy five percent of land reparation cases uh, for Native Americans um, during the time that he was there. And of course, you know, uh, Ramsey was an idealist, uh, so he believed in uh, this concept that uh, eventually, you know, Johnson. Um, uh, push through with in the great society programs and Medicare, and Medicaid, and uh, programs for the environment and for housing and for uh, the arts and um, you know of course he was one of the the uh, architects of the Voting Rights Act of '65 and the Civil Rights Acts of '64 and '68. Uh, so um, you know the, the contributions that he made to history uh, with respect to civil rights in that period uh, were phenomenal. And, and you know, during the course of his attorney generalship, of course, in 1968, at the height of the Vietnam War, um, many things happened. You know, Martin Luther King was killed. Um, Bobby Kennedy was uh, as well. Um, and there was the turbulence of the Vietnam War happening at the same time. And so the time that Ramsey was attorney general from 67 to 69 was a, was a pivotal point in the history of this country. And I think, um, you know, it affected him immensely uh, because he saw, um, you know, the death of JFK, for instance, was a, had a huge impact on him because he, 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 he saw this youthful, uh, incredibly committed president uh, as an idealist, and so and Ramsey was as well. And his death really had a profound effect on, um, you know, the ideals of a country, the the um, um, the laws that you know that he felt obligated to. Um, you know, protect. Um, he was. He fought with um, Jagger Hoover, who was illegally um, uh, wiretapping uh, members of the civil rights um, movement. Even though Ramsey had outlawed that um, wiretapping uh, when he came in, uh, Jagger Hoover was still doing it behind his back, and he fought with, you know, Hoover. Uh, publicly about that because um, you know Hoover was uh, was a threat to anything that was decent. Ramsey was all about the rule of law. Uh, Hoover was all about Hoover and anything that he wanted to do, and so he 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 really resented being challenged by this young attorney general. Um, but I, I think um, this film, uh, this documentary, covers. Ramsey's 90-year life uh, from 1927 to the present in 35 different segments, chronological segments. And I think, um, you know, I've been asked um, to describe really kind of what the theme of this film is. And, you know, there's, there's many themes to it, but if there's one that I had to pick out, it would probably be about a fearless individual, and how we all have to be fearless. Uh, we all have to be um, people that uh, will hold our 
elected leaders accountable um, because that is that is what this democracy of ours uh, really demands. Um, on that first night of that historic uh, Selma to Montgomery march in 1965, uh, Martin Luther King, um, that first evening, turned to Ramsey. Ramsey was assigned to protect the marchers by LBJ. And so he had 5,000 um, troops, um, various uh, government you know, national guardsmen and U.S. marshals protecting these marchers. And uh, But Martin Luther King turned to Ramsey and says, you know, Ramsey, you can never be afraid because fear will corrupt your soul and you can never do what's right. And I think that uh, that was one of the things, one of the many things that Ramsey took to heart. You know, he... He, he, he never was I think one of the things afraid, with the fear and he factors, was fearless. You know, when I was involved, his with, soul you know, was never corrupted uh, because he believed in, in what Martin Luther King had told him and, and what his father said his obligation was uh, as a public servant. And so this story, this, this documentary, I hope um, will be an inspiration to uh, people around the world uh, when they see it, because it it has um, all those qualities and 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 more uh, that um, people can learn from and 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 um, kind of use as a yardstick. Um, we have been fortunate because the the film has won three film festivals as best documentary um, um, since it came out, uh, starting. Uh, really, last November in California, we, we, it won the uh, Grand Festival Award for Best Documentary at the Berkeley Film Festival. And then uh, we got um, an award for Best Cinematography and a Feature Documentary at the Boston International Film Festival, Best Documentary uh, at the Oxford International Film Festival last May. And next week, uh, we'll be in London uh, for the I Will Tell International Film Festival, and we're one of eight documentaries that will be that will represent um, that festival. So we've been um, honored to be recognized um, for Ramsey's incredible work. Uh, I want to say something. Uh, this is Ray, and uh, you were talking. I I thought about. The, uh, a man of character. I think the documentary is probably very timely today because it will remind people about what character really is. And, uh, you know, in an hour when, uh, or a day when politicians and, and government as a whole, it seems like people have lost their conscience or their character. And they need, every once in a while, they need a reference point. Somebody like Ramsey, uh, his life of character and compassion. Uh, not only... I mean, it's not. The, it is about the rule of law. It's about lawless people should be persecuted or prosecuted by the constitution. But so many times in today's world, the lawful are the ones who get prosecuted, right. and um, things are kind of turned on their backs. But we would probably have a hard time today in the society that we have. Would you? Would you agree with that or not? Oh, absolutely. You know, I. Um, it was interesting last May when I was in England. Um, because I found myself in, the, in a very unique position of having to defend Donald Trump, you know, and 
because they because they, they the the Brits couldn't understand why this, how this country could elect somebody like like um, Donald Trump, and they asked me, you know, what what does Ramsey think about uh, Donald Trump? And I said, not much. Uh, he would like uh, Donald Trump, that is, would like to take Lady Liberty and tear her up into pieces and toss her in the Hudson River. But if Congress does their job, uh, that won't happen. This is I'm quoting Ramsey directly and. And I think that that's absolutely true if Congress does their job. Um, the, um, the, there's a sequence in the film. It's, you know, I said this film takes place over a 90-year time period, and it covers everything from Selma to Parkland, to the shooting in Parkland, Florida. And uh, there's a sequence in the film where Ramsey talks about these young people um, and um, after Parkland, and I, I called him up the very next day. I said, Ramsey, what do you think about this? He says, you know, I think these kids are incredible. I think that they are the future of this country. Uh, and, you know, they're not putting up with any um, um, BS. Their thoughts are if our representatives are, don't have the spine and the character to do what's right, and they need to be replaced. And so they're 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 starting with an all-out effort to register young people, to get them to vote, to hold their leaders accountable, and and that's what we need. You know, that's definitely what we need. I've been um, uh, watching the the coverage on John McCain's uh, death uh, the last couple of days, and uh, you know, I I. Uh, always looked at John McCain as a person who I uh, didn't always agree with, but uh, you could count on him to say his mind and um, to um, uh, probably eight out of ten times do the right thing. And I, and I you know, even though I, I, you know, like I said, I didn't agree with him uh, on some things, I, I, I think that, you know, that's the kind of leader that we want, you know, that we need, you know, we need to have some checks uh, and balances in, in our leadership uh, in order to prevent uh, the, uh, you know, abuse of uh, power uh, in this country. I mean, I, I think that the, the fact that we have a president who um, totally disregards uh, the rule of law, uh, looks at uh, his position as nothing but uh, how can he do something for himself as opposed to what he should be doing? Uh, how can people look at a person like this as a role model? Um, yeah. I don't think you can. You know, I, I think that, uh, but, you know, there's 40-something percent of people that support this guy. So, you know, Ramsey would, would, is the first person, if he, if he could, um, he would be the first person that would try to, um, uh, impeach this president. I mean, he did try to, he led the movement to impeach George Bush after the, George W., after the 2003 invasion of Iraq. Uh, and uh, that didn't exactly endure him, you know, to to um, uh, uh, many people then either. But it, it was a continuation of, you know, a lifetime commitment to to that end. Um, Ramsey was controversial. You know, he he represented people like Milosevic and Saddam Hussein, and you know, occasionally 
I'll get a question saying, how can he represent somebody like Saddam, you know? And, and um, you, I'd ask Ramsey that, and he'd say, well, you have to realize that when Iraq was fighting Iran, uh, Saddam was our best friend. You know, he was our, our he was uh, you know our ally, and we couldn't he couldn't do anything wrong. But we had to he had to be demonized. He had to be uh, the object of the cause to to invade. Uh, and you know, I'd, and I'd say to Ramsey, well, you know, he gassed his own people, and Ramsey would say, you know, Ramsey never incidentally said he was a good guy or, you know. Um, uh, wasn't flawless, but he said, you know, you have to understand because Ramsey was a student of history. But this is a country that had a thousand, two thousand year history of warring factions, and uh, before he gassed the Kurds, there was a there was an attempt on his life that killed twenty four people in his party and almost him, and so he came back and retaliated. That's not to justify um, his uh, actions. But um, in a country where you have three groups of people that are trying to kill each other, you needed a strong man to keep that country together, you know, the cradle of civilization. And look what happened uh, after we went in and what we did in both of those wars. Um, You know, it's a tragedy, as you know. Um, But I think that, you know, this is another example of uh, a person that, would speak up, you know, a person that was not afraid to challenge the status quo. Um, he's, you know, he he spoke um, always strongly against the use of depleted uranium, which, of course, this is something that you're an expert at it and can talk about. Uh, but but that was one of you know hundreds of different examples of U.S. interventions that Ramsey uh, was involved in, and. Um, you know, I think that um, I, at least I hope that what's going to happen with this film. We just were asked the other day, you know, last week, uh, for a copy of the text because it's now is part of the permanent core collection of the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences in Beverly Hills. Now, uh, we we were asked for a copy of this, and I said, "Why do you want a copy of this for for your library?" And I said, "Because we feel that it's a very." substantive and important film and we want to have a record of it so future generations can go and look up and find out about Ramsey and and the work that he did and I so I'm I was really quite um, um, honored to to be to have that happen to this particular project Um, but you know I think it's like I'm just you know a small voice in a in a sea of other voices of people that are trying to tell important stories about uh, this country of ours, this world of ours, where uh, we need to have the Ramsey Clarks uh, around as examples, as role models, um, because we have a tremendous amount of problems that we're facing. And, and you know, we have to deal with these issues and not just sweep them under the rug and just turn the other way um you know um so you know people like yourself doug who've done the work that you have done for all these years i mean it's it's uh it's important stuff that needs to be uh heard and we need to be 
involved, engaged citizens, active participants in this experiment that we call a democracy. Well, it's true, and what you're just saying, Doug and I talk about this much, about uh, like 9-11. 9-11 was justification to create patriotism, to create a war. But before that happened, what was going on, and what was the real intent of what we did? And what Saddam Hussein, creating weapons of mass destruction, destroyed the world. Found out later they wouldn't, but that was after we got involved. And so people like Ramsey was saying things about, look at the real situation, look at what was going on. And I'm often uh, reminded of, uh, I can't remember his name that said this, but you might recognize it, but uh, he he said, the further a society drifts away from truth, the more they will shoot or hate those, despise those who speak it. And oftentimes the voices that stand up and say, wait a minute, are not our enemy. They may be our best friend. And uh, I believe Ramsey's voice is still speaking, even through the documentary and what you're saying today. And it's about wake up and just stop and think for yourselves. And and um, you don't listen just because a politician. I've often had, heard the uh, definition of a politic was poly means uh, many in the Greek and tick is a bloodsucker. So many times... I think the politicians of the day are following anything Donald Trump says because of fear and uh, greed many times, the same thing that runs a lot of things in the earth. But they're afraid to say, uh, say anything because they will become the enemy and you know they'll be pushed out of the way. So I think Randy Clark would have a powerful voice today, but it's even better this way because he doesn't have to put up with the, uh, with the pushback. Uh, the documentary will say for himself. So I, I appreciate it that you've done this and uh, you're doing this. And I think it's a it's a love for America to stand up for the truth sometimes, even when it's not popular. But thank you. You know, Joseph, this isn't. I mean, you've done other films besides this one. This is extremely important on Ramsey. But you also did a film again about a young boy coming back from war. And uh, tell us a little about that. How does these interface or interplay together with Ramsey's work and the other films you've done? Well, um, you know, from Mills River to Babylon and back, the Jimmy Massey story, um, the previous documentary that I did was really about um, uh, a 12-year Marine staff sergeant who participated in the killing of innocent civilians three times in the 2003 uh, Iraq war. And uh, after that third time, he said, you know, I don't mind dying for my country and I don't mind killing for my country, but I didn't volunteer to commit genocide. And so he refused to, uh, uh, to continue um, what they were doing. And he, he was sent back to, um, 29 Palms, California, and, and was threatened with a court-martial, um, and he eventually was honorably discharged. And when he got out, he said, you know, I'm going to tell the truth about what is really happening in Iraq. And so he was one of the co-founders of the IVAW, the Iraq Veterans Against the War Organization, and he spent um, a good two and a half years 
speaking across the country to, with other veterans, you know, other ones besides Jimmy. Uh, and and uh, I met him about six months after he had gotten out of the out of the Marine Corps, and it was just you know a coincidence. Someone had given me a call and said, you know, there's this guy named Jimmy Massey coming to your town tomorrow. Actually, it was that same day. He said, coming to your town tonight. And I think it's somebody that you want to that you'd be interested in hearing. And I said, sure. And I, I went and heard him talk, and I was just blown away. Uh, and I said, you know, Jimmy, can you, you know, can you talk to me on camera about what your experience was? And it started. That project was another five-year project, but I ended up spending five years with him and probably about a hundred other veterans, Iraq veterans across the United States. And it was a real eye-opening um, uh, experience for me because, you know, not only did I did I hear what Jimmy had to say, but, you know, I learned an awful lot about what was actually going on, how, you know, we were using depleted uranium and, and uh, what effects it was having not only on our soldiers, but obviously the effects it was having on that country, you know, that's, that's still, that will be there for, you know, hundreds of millions of years. Um, and, um, and, and the suffering that these brave young men who are sort of thrown into this conflict and then brought back and expected to, um, to adjust to, uh, you know, society after going through what they've been through, it was a it was a real eye opening uh, experience for me. At that, during that, because of that film, I actually met Ramsey Clark, and uh, Martin Sheen was in it. Cindy Sheehan, Scott Ritter, you were in it, Doug. Um, uh, I got a chance to uh, uh, Colonel Ann Wright. Um, I got a chance to really um, get a. a, a a tremendous sense of um, what was happening to our boys, to our to these brave young men and women uh, who were serving in the military and and what they had been through. And you know, you, you hear these stories about um, suicides. You know, we have what over a hundred suicides a day, I think, uh, from these returning Iraq veterans who are doing you know two and three and four tours of duty in Iraq and Afghanistan and um you know it's it's um it's uh, and the and the problems that we're having with you know the VA uh and uh it's a it is really uh an a horrific series of scenarios that these young vets have been thrown into and um so that was really kind of how the that project started and, and how it ended up and and how it took me from, you know, one Iraq veteran to understanding through a whole series of veterans um, what they were going through. And um, it, it's sort of, you know, as a, as a filmmaker, you're, you're sitting there with um, the opportunity to be able to tell other people's stories that, people don't get a chance to hear or see uh, every day. And uh, if you're fortunate 
enough to have other people become involved with your projects, uh, your films will get seen and um, and heard, and hopefully there'll be action that will happen as a result of uh, that. And you know, there's so many other people that are making incredible movies out there, but you know, to be honest with you, I, I don't think that the average person out there uh, wants to hear it. Um, and and they need to hear it. They they need to see what is going on because um, only um, if they do will they understand how we have to change the way that policy is being um, uh, dispersed in this country. And and getting back to you know the ideals and the principles that Ramsey Clark has has fought for all his life. You know the the other thing is. That I, the other theme to the film is is that Ramsey has fought uh, against the influence of big business and special interests all his life, and you know, this administration today at this very moment is, um, you know, our democracy is facing um, an incredible challenge to it, uh, and we seem to have. Uh, one party that is looking the other way with this leader who um, doesn't have, a, uh, you know, a moral fiber to his body. Uh, he doesn't uh, look at, at the responsibilities that a country has towards humanity. Uh, and um, it's, it's really a shame um, because uh, we have so much potential to do so much good around the world and um, you know, but the influence of special interest, big business, you know, self-interest, um, it, it has compromised um, our democracy. And, and I think that we're going to have to have this movement uh, very much like, you know, those of us that, that lived through the 60s uh, saw you know we had a vietnam war that kind of split the country in half and our friends and our relatives and uh were drafted and we were um conflicted because we we were in a war that we shouldn't have been in um you know imagine if you can um in 1972 ramsey clark goes to north vietnam and he meets the um the prime minister of that country, and he apologizes to the Vietnamese people. He says the policies of our government are not necessarily the will of the American people. Um, you can imagine how that went over when Ramsey came back to the United States after having said that. And of course, you know he was right, um, uh, but the 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 vilification for him uh, because our boys were dying in Vietnam, you know, for him to say that at the time. Uh, but, you know, history showed and proved that he was right uh, back then. But the courage that it took to do that, here's, you know, the former Attorney General of the United States, three years after he gets out of um, uh, his office going to Vietnam um, at the height of the war. Nixon threatened to uh, try him for treason. And, um, you know, nobody knows the law better than Ramsey. So Ramsey says, well, if you think, you know, you've got enough to do it, be my guest. Go ahead. And, of course, nothing ever came of it. But um, 
you know, this is, these are the kinds of leaders that we need today. Um, we need, you know, more Ramsey Clarks that are courageous and that are not afraid to say what's right, or to, t- to talk about the truth, you know, and to hold people accountable and to, help, and to make people realize uh, these things. Um, so, you know, that's, uh, I just have been so fortunate to be able to have been in a, in a situation at the right time at the right place. You know, Ramsey's 90 years old and, you know, I don't know how much longer he's going to be on this planet. Um, but I'm hoping that this film will, um, inspire people to, to become in, involved, engaged and invested citizens in this democracy of ours. And that's the reason I made it. One thing that Doug and I talk about uh, very often is something called moral injury. And uh, it happens in every war, happens in every conflict, happens in every time you have trauma, really, anybody. But it, it's called violations to your conscience. It's called, um, and that's where you have this moral injury thing. And today's world is so prevalent throughout society. And VA statistics show there's more suicide connected with moral injury than there yeah. is in uh, actual post-traumatic stress or whatever you want to call it. And, uh, and I teach classes on that at Camp Lejeune to combat veterans. And it's when you've been, when your conscience, what you know is right, that innate ability to know is right, has been violated and injured, it's how you get it fixed again. And there's a whole program on that. But uh, our nation... And Ramsey Clark, his, I'm sure he suffered great injury to his conscience by the things he saw happening and the things that were taking place unjustifiably. And then the aftermath, just like the Gulf War, where these guys can't get any kind of uh, medical assistance from the VA and such, even though they served. And so, you know, I would, I would, I'd love for somebody to do a documentary one time on what they call moral injury because there's so many suffering from that, from the exact same things you were talking about. And uh, I'm sure I'm sure Ramsey suffered greatly by the injustice that he saw, even by his own government. And uh, they, they always use patriotism as a batter around. And that stirs up the American spirit. And we go to war, we don't even ask why, we're not mad at anybody, and we go there and we kill people. And when you come back, you feel guilty. And that's uh, one part I, I thought about it while you were speaking throughout what you were saying. And I think he was a man of character, and, and character has to have a conscience. You have to know the ability to, to discern right from wrong. And you see so much. Got about wrong. five minutes left here. How do we help the project? What's next on the project? Uh, it's on Amazon. What do we need to do to help you? Well, um, you know, up until. Uh, three weeks ago, the only time that you could see the film would be at one of the showings at a film festival that we were involved with or some of the fundraising that we were doing. The film was completely funded through donations um, to this project, and so we didn't have a big news bureau or entity behind us. But now you can actually purchase a copy of the film on Amazon. Dot com. You just go to Amazon and look under Citizen Clark, A Life of Principle. And um, actually, if you're an Amazon Prime member, you can see the film for free, or you can rent it, or you can buy a copy of it. 
uh, and uh, that's um, that's the way that it could be seen now. Um, you know, we're we're showing the film at various places around the United States. I think 500 lawyers from the National Lawyers Guild will see this film uh, in October in Portland, Oregon, and then we're doing a benefit for the Thoreau Society in Concord, Massachusetts, um, in November. Uh, but, uh, you know, you can always contact, you know, the company. At, just go to, you know, www.alifeofprinciple.com, a life, a life of com, and contact us through the website. Um, and, uh, you know, we're happy to show the film um, to any audience that wants to see it. Uh, but, I, 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 you know, the, the main thing is is that Ramsey's story is a story of courage, uh, truth, inspiration. And I, I think that, you know, he's a unique uh, American story that um, I hope everybody will get a chance to see. I don't think today there's enough stories out there about courage and inspiration in understanding what it takes because, I mean, Ramsey has given so much and suffered so much and done so much for so many people, but I'm not sure that everybody understands what's involved in taking a real stand and living up to an ideal and following through on it for an entire lifetime. I mean, he's totally unique in doing that, isn't he? Yes, no, I'm still here. I'm sorry, I didn't I, did, I couldn't hear that last thing. That's a question uh, about the character. You know, we don't have enough stories today. Uh, oh, that's what he was right. saying. So I don't know how we lost it here. Uh, well, you know, I I think that, uh, you know, we... We we need to um, uh, we need to acknowledge the sacrifices that people like Ramsey Clark and others have made uh, uh, to to the to this experiment. Like I say, that we call a democracy, and um, you know it's a it's a collective effort. You know, uh, I'd, I'd I'd like to think that Ramsey is unique in that respect, but there are others as well. I think he is probably. Um, you know the most vocal uh, and the most, or one of the most well known, uh, but there are others. But I, I think you know we have to go out of our way. You know Ramsey has said one thing that I think is important to say. You know if we expect change in this country, if we expect to have a lasting impact on uh, this world for the good of humanity, we have to go out of our way. We have to be inconvenienced. We have to. Um, um, put ourselves in a place uh, for for that to happen. So I, I thank people for coming uh, to see this film, for asking about it, and for be- becoming involved. Uh, because um, the future of this country, not to mention the world, may just depend on it. Well, I know myself uh, in Vietnam and, and through life, Gulf War, uh, all these times. I was pretty much blinded, like a lot of people, by patriotism. Because when you lose an America and somebody wants to stand up and go get them, that kind of thing. And we don't, sometimes we don't rationalize. We don't listen. We don't see things. We don't even read about it sometimes. And so we go blindly into life and we do things that even violate everything we are. And then later on in life, we find out that we bought into something that really wasn't there. And when you look back at Ramsey, for instance, people that held a lot of 
animosity toward him or anger toward people like him realized that he was telling the truth. And then you feel like you've been taken. And uh, and that's where a lot of the moral injury comes from, which is when you find out that you were doing things, uh, thinking it was right, but then you realize that maybe you had no business being over there to begin with. And uh, it really hurts the concept. A lot of people don't want to understand that. They do not want to hear it because right. they know it's it's going to make them feel bad, and so they go with the justification. I think the I think the uh, documentary is going to be amazing, eye-opening to a lot of people, um, because they're going to see a man of character was really standing up, and they gave a blind eye to it. In today's world, if he were to die, he would probably not have a half staff flag because he would be deemed as an enemy, even of the current administration, because he told the truth. So uh, I've learned along the way that you have to love the truth. God says love the truth. And the more you find out the truth, you have to embrace the truth and stand for it, too. And uh, I appreciate so much him standing for the truth, but you also for sticking your neck out and uh, others who have supported this project. But we really thank you for being on the program today. I think you're absolutely right, Doug. And, you know, who who was it? Was it George Orwell that said, uh, in a time of universal deceit, telling the truth is a revolutionary act? And uh, certainly uh, Ramsey uh, and others were revolutionaries uh, because they told the truth and they and they needed to. Well, I'm a Christian uh, on this program, a co-host on the program, and I always bring it in where the conscience, uh, we're born with a conscience to under to uh, know what is right and wrong. And we can oftentimes violate the conscience enough time to where we don't feel it anymore. And that's what often happens to people. But every once in a while, we need to find somebody that wakens our conscience again and um if, if this nation would come back to God, I think our conscience would be awakened, and we would probably write a lot of things in our past and in the present and in the future it just by doing what is right for a change. So uh, I think the message that, that he gives is, a, is a, a timely thing that everybody could get something out of. I wish you the, the best, and I know Doug does. I'm not sure if Doug's still with us, but... Uh, you know, phones today don't work real good sometimes when you want them to. But uh, how would you sum up what you've talked about today? Just give us a summation in the few minutes we have left. Well, you know, we I think it's up to each one of us to take it upon ourselves to uh, um, to find out the truth. I mean, this is really, it's it's not, you know, rocket science. It's It's about... Uh, wanting to know um, what has happened and learning from that and taking that knowledge. And uh, we can't change the past, but we can certainly affect the present and the future. And, um, you know, I think that that's that's Ramsey's message, you know. Uh, So I I hope that, again, um, you know, thank you for having um, us and, and for talking about, Ramsey's incredible story because I think it's the American story. It's about 
you know, doing the right thing and, um, you know, not fearing the consequences of, of being in the right and, you know, damning the slings and arrows of, uh, of you know, criticism because that's what's going to happen when you tell the truth. So uh, thank you, you guys, uh, for being courageous individuals for doing what you're doing, and we need to have more of that happen if we expect to have the kind of uh, country in the world that we should have. You know, it takes, it takes a lot of work for everybody to do this, Joe and Ray. No, maybe someday we'll see from results and everything, and we got to pray and keep hoping and keep working for it. That's all we can do. Joseph, your work is incredible. Multiple films have absolutely making a dent in the world, and hopefully they'll, people will learn from them and take off and do it in the future. Don't you hope so? Well, thank you. Thank you, and thank you for the opportunity to talk about um, Citizen Clark, A Life of Principle. Okay, well, thank you, and good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Good night, Ray. Good night, Joe. Thank you. Good night. Thank you, Thank you, Ray, and thank you, Doug. Bye-bye.